Welcome to the Coaching Minds Podcast, helping you overcome obstacles so you can reach and achieve more. Here are your hosts, Ben and Zeke. Today we're going to be covering episode four. I'm Isaac here with Mr. Ben Carnes. Ben, what do we have today? So today's all about energy levels. Um, sometimes you need to get amped up or like like my players like to say, you need to get hyped up. Um, and other times you need to calm back down. So basically just teaching athletes, how can you be in control of your energy level so that you can perform at your best? Why can't Ben, I just take like a five hour energy drink or whatever, whatever to get my, <laughs> get myself going and be ready to go. So that, there you that go. So that, that, that's a, that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother health concerns podcast that, that we're not going to get into today. Um, but obviously we know as coaches and as former athletes, there is an optimal level that you can perform at. And in the field of sports psychology, um, they, they talk about arousal levels and basically on one side, like where you're at when you're sleeping, the next step up would be you're bored. The next step up would be you're attentive, you're paying attention. The next step up is kind of that locked in ideal spot and then on the other side, it, it's kind of like a bell curve. It starts to go back down as you start to feel stressed, um, as you start to feel anxious, as you start to, like we talked about in episode two, start to get to that panic or terror mode. Obviously, that's way too much on the on the arousal scale, and we need to be able to calm back down and kind of find that sweet spot. So, I mean, there are books written by race car drivers, by soccer players, football players, basketball, dance, you name it. Everybody wants to be kind of in that zone, and it's different by sport, and it's different by person. It's funny you mentioned that about race car drivers, because as you were talking about this, I was just thinking about how a lot of this stuff, it is obviously for um, athletes, but even just in real life, just driving a car. If I am on that, that far side of that bell curve, and I'm so stressed out uh, driving a car, and just driving down the road, I'm going to make a bad decision because yes. I'm so stressed out. I mean, road rage. I mean, yes. So also <clears throat> known as road rage. Yeah. On the other end, I could be so almost like I've just gotten out of bed and I'm tired. And again, yeah. I don't have that right energy level and I'm right. going to make a bad decision. But finding that right level. There you I know go. it's something simple of just driving a car, but it applies there as well. Absolutely. So in in 1990 that is where the term flow being in flow or a flow state was used for the first time um, in the book flow the psychology of optimal experience written by mihai cheek sent who was a psychology professor at claremont graduate university in california and in his book he refers to nine traits or nine descriptions of what it's like to be in a flow state number one was there's, there's a balance between the challenge and the skills that you have. So it's not too easy. It's not too difficult for you. You have confidence that your skills can take care of whatever challenges in front of you. The second one was kind of taking action and being aware of what's going on around you. He referred to it as merging into one state of being completely absorbed. Uh, it's it's kind of like tunnel vision. It, it shuts everything out. You don't care about the crowd. You don't care about the score. You're just playing your best game. Number three, clear goals come into focus, and you know exactly what's required of you, and you know exactly how you're going to accomplish those, what you need to accomplish. Um, number four, 
there, there's feedback. He, he called it real-time feedback that allows you to adjust your game or change up your tactics, and you're able to adjust your game as needed. Number five, concentration on the task at hand. He referred to it as laser beam focus. Now, number six, your sense of control is heightened. You feel like you are completely in control while you're on the court or on the field and that what you do is going to affect the outcome of the game. Number seven, he said that there's a loss of self-consciousness. You're, you're not really constantly self-aware. You're just going. You don't care what other people think. You don't care what the score is. You don't care about the outcome. You are so absorbed in playing your best game that that's really all you can focus on. Um, number eight, there's a, a transformation of time, he said. And you, you basically lose track of time because you're so caught up in the moment. And then the last one, that you're internally driven to succeed, whether whether there's outside rewards, whether there's not outside rewards, doesn't really matter. You're playing your best game and you love it and you're completely absorbed in it. So do you have to have all nine of these at the same time or bits and pieces of each of them? Or do you start at one and work your way down? Obviously, we're talking about controlling your energy level today. Um, Controlling our energy levels won't necessarily guarantee that we can get into this optimal state every time. Um, John Smoltz is a Hall of Fame pitcher who said that he felt like he had his best stuff 20% of the time. Okay. Which, I mean, just just by definition, you're, you're everybody, no matter how good they are, has that top 10% or top mm -hmm. 20% performance where you know maybe you're feeling all nine of those things. Um, and on the other days, maybe you're feeling a couple of those things or a few of those things. And we can't say that controlling your energy level will guarantee that you can get into that flow state or you can be in the zone. But I, I can tell you that if you're not able to control your energy level correctly, I can pretty much guarantee it's going to be difficult, if not impossible, to get there. So it sounds like really that anybody can use this, correct? Right. I mean, whether you need to get you're not excited going out to practice and you need to get amped up or you're not excited to go into a board meeting and you need to get a little bit amped up or you're way too amped up and you need to calm back down, whether that's going out for the last drive of a game, whether that's making a game-winning free throw, whether that's delivering a presentation for a $10 million bid, whatever, um, it, it's beneficial for everybody. Okay, so it benefits everybody. So how how can everyone use this? How do, how do we use it? So... The, the first step is kind of knowing where we're trying to get to. So if you were to, the, those different arousal levels that we talked about, if you were to say, all right, a one is like when I'm asleep and a 10 is when I am just, I am just freaking out. Where, where is that level that you play at your best? Because maybe a middle linebacker wants to play it like a seven and a golfer wants to play it like a four. So really where are you trying to get to is the first piece. And then, do you need to increase your energy level to get there or do you need to decrease? If you're trying to increase, there's some, some ways that you can do that. So one would be increasing your breathing rate. So like what we talked about in session two, slowing down your breathing rate, you can do the exact same thing to get your heart rate going a little bit. So instead of deep controlled breaths like that, maybe we need to... Get our, get our breathing rate going a little bit, get our heart rate going a little bit. The second one is just 
acting energized. If, if you want to create some energy, if you want to increase your energy level, then get moving. The you will fake it till you make it. There you go. I mean, one, one of the fastest ways to get your body ready to go is doing up downs just because it involves so many muscle groups. Another great way is to do standing knee tuck jumps where you squat down, jump up as high as you can, bring your knees up to your chest, um, move around, create some energy. The next one would be positive statements, whether that's something like, I got this, or I can, I will. Just have something that when it's game time, this is what I'm going to say to kind of get myself ready to go. Next would be just listening to upbeat music. There's all kinds of research um, behind the impact that what we listen to has an impact on different systems in our body. Uh, we, we've all felt that that this song comes on and man, I just get amped up and I'm ready to go. I mean, you could even ask Dwight from the office. Yeah. I remember the episode <laughs> when him and Jim, I think are going to make a, uh, a partner sale together <laughs> and Jim's going to get a car and Dwight asked for the keys. And Jim's like, what are you, what are you doing? He's like, you're still doing this. And, and Dwight turns on the song and he's just head banging and something's just playing. Rocking out. Yeah, yep. He played some rock music and then he got out and he's like, all right, let's go do this. Absolutely. See, it's no different. So what you could do, one of the activities that I have my athletes do is come up with a list of their top 50 songs or 40 songs or 20, however many, and they rank each one of them. So like if this song makes you feel like you want to go to sleep, you would put a one next to it. If it's got kind of a soothing, gentle beat, maybe you'd put a four next to it. If it's like that song that D Dwight listens to right before getting out of the car, Just or it's, going. it's like, this is the song that I, that I want to make sure is playing right before I take the field, then that would be a 10. And so basically what you can do is kind of sort this and you can have, because if sometimes you've got a real long bus ride and if you're going to be, if you're going to be on the bus for two and a half hours, you don't want to be listening to a song that's a 10, five minutes in, you know, maybe you just want something that'll help you stay calm. That'll help you relax. It'll take your mind off what's coming up. And then as you start to get a little bit closer, the tempo starts to pick up a little bit. As you're getting off the bus, now we're starting to, we're starting to get ready. And that song that plays just as you finish getting dressed right before you go take the field, maybe that's the 10. And so in an, at an away game, Maybe you're not going to start with that whole playlist. Maybe you're going to skip to the 10th song and you're going to start right there. Um, so just being intentional and having a plan with what am I going to listen to? What's that going to do to my energy level? How can I use that to my benefit? Um, and then the last one is just physical activity and pace. You've seen Olympic power lifters. Nobody walks up to a power clean bar and is like, well... Here we go. Maybe I mean, I'll get it. Yeah, like Eeyore going up to, to do something. <laughs> Nobody does that. You watch those guys, and they're, they're breathing, and they're moving around, and they go walking up to the bar quick, and they grab a hold of that. There's a different pace about them. And so if you want to have more energy, then act energized. Create that energy, the way you talk to yourself, what you're listening to, your breathing rate, how you're moving around. Use that to your benefit and be intentional about it. All right, so that's getting ourselves um, pumped up, more hyped up. What about for that guy that's just, he's already just going full speed all the time. He's on that far end of right. that bell curve. 
how do we get him more to the middle for the optimal training? So that's where the, the diaphragmatic breathing that we talked about before, or the four by four combat breathing. So inhale for four seconds, fill your lungs completely up with air. Hold for four seconds, let your lungs absorb that oxygen. Exhale for four seconds, completely get rid of all that carbon dioxide, and then pause for four seconds so that you can just slow down your breathing rate, which will then in turn slow down your heart rate. Um, we also talked about having your own individualized plan because while the 4x4 breathing is great for the United States military, and it's great for teaching hundreds of thousands of people how to do something all at once, everybody's lung capacity is just a little bit different. So just take out your phone, start the timer. How long do you want to inhale? How long do you want to hold? How long do you want to exhale? How long do you want to pause? And really, I mean, to be honest, once you sort of get a feel for what it's like, you don't need the timer anymore. The, the point is just slowing your heart rate down with that deep diaphragmatic breathing. Check back into uh, episode two where we, we go more into this with the focus cycle for the breathing. So if you haven't listened to that episode, get in there and we really break it down more for you so you have a better understanding so that you can use it more. Absolutely. And the, the same thing with the next the next tool, just the forced muscular relaxation. You know, we talked about how muscle tension can build up and you can feel tight and just sort of that taking back control of your muscles and then relaxing can help relieve some of that. The, the next one is just calming music. Just like we talked about some songs we would rank as like a 10. That gets me hyped up and ready to run through a wall. And some songs, though, are like a one or a two or a three. Like so elevator music? It, it could be. Um, I don't like elevator music personally. Um, but, you know, find something that you do like. There, there's there's got to be music out there that's, that's going to help you out that you can stand listening to. Um, I know, like, when I'm actually trying to go to sleep... Sometimes I'll just turn on Spotify and I'll start playing like some waves crashing on the ocean or just some white noise like that. But it doesn't even have to be that. Sometimes just a, some worship music or some country music or some acoustic music or something with a piano in it or just something that's got a slower beat can help you calm down a little bit. And then the last one, uh, which we have not really talked about a whole lot, it could probably have its own podcast episode just about it and the science behind it. But you basically just practice paying attention to or being mindful of what it is that's going through your mind. And so instead of this thought comes up and now I'm going to let my mind start swirling around and think about, well, what if this happened and what if that happened? Um, the whole point of mindfulness is just being aware of what does pop up in your mind and then just kind of letting it pass and taking your attention back to your breathing rate and things like that. Um, it, it doesn't have to be anything religious. It's, it's literally just you being mindful of what's going on with your body, what's going on inside of your mind, and you can absolutely use that to help you practice letting thoughts go and letting your mind move on to, to what's next. And as always, if you didn't get the chance to uh, take notes, you can go to mentaltrainingplan.com slash podcast. Go to the controlling energy level section. And there we'll have resources for you to help you out uh, to take take over and take control of your energy level um, so that you're playing at your highest level. All right, uh, turn, tune into our next episode. We're going to be talking about controlling your focus. And in the meantime... 
Make your plan and put it to work.